The Hornets win their first game at home since the road trip. Mark Williams continues to eat. LaMelo Ball flirts with a triple-double. We talk about all the positive feelings today on the Locked On Hornets podcast. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. <laughs> Let me get you to see my face if you're watching on YouTube. We appreciate you joining us here and allowing us to be your first listen. Now make your second listen, Locked On Sports Today. We're free and available anywhere you get your podcasts, and that does include YouTube, by the way. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online where the game starts i'll be going solo one more time then doug will be joining me next week no nick carboni this week as well gonna give him the morning off and then he'll be joining us next friday as well to get back and talking about the charlotte hornets team so i just wanted to hop on like that was a fun game close game at the end the thunder were in it the charlotte hornets they pulled away a little bit and how about finally getting to see a good fourth quarter from the charlotte hornets team where you actually believed in this squad to take care of business because of the way P.J. Washington was performing. Because especially, and remember, against Golden State, LaMelo really wasn't hitting his shots. It was bad from LaMelo, shooting a bunch of really tough ones off one leg, and then he'd get frustrated and then go commit a foul. Nah, man, not in this one. Like, LaMelo was hitting big-time shots, hitting wide-open three, drained it, also hit a big-time floater in this game to get this victory against the Thunder, 121 to 113. So if you're one of the people that would rather have this team tank and go after Wimby, like, I get it. You're thinking big picture, whatever, man. I'm just feeling all the good vibes. I'm a positive vibes guy right now because ultimately this is what you want to do as a fan of this team. You want to win. It was at home. Saw some tweet. I think Skylar Callahan of Sports Illustrated, he tweeted out, that it was a really nice group of people that showed out, uh, showed up out there at the Spectrum Center on a Thursday night, and you could hear them get really excited. I did not have a chance to go to this game. So my night was broadcasting a Queens men's basketball game. By the way, excellent. The Royals moving up to Division One. little plug for them. Awesome to see them play some really good basketball. They moved to 11-3. and three. So after that game was done, I had to rush home. I caught the second half live, was able to go back, and watch the first half but by that time going live I had missed a lot of the production brought to you by Mark Williams so <laughs> Nick Richards was available in this game Kelly Oubre too so you had a couple of guys return from injury Kelly Oubre out with the left hand sprain against Golden State Clifford told us that he had kind of gotten it jammed on Monday but he had been playing with some kind of injury for a while he played 14 minutes. Kelly Oubre didn't have the shot. Two of nine from the field, only six points. Only 14 minutes, too. I have to imagine that was because of the injury. Nick Richards was available. Nick Richards had the opportunity to play as far as his health was concerned. Gave you a big old goose egg. DNP CD. Not DNP injury, nothing like that. Coach's decision. And instead, all of those backup center minutes went to one first-round pick, 15th overall selection out of Duke, Mark Williams, because the guy's been playing very well. Steve Clifford told you after that Golden State contest that Mark Williams is a smart player, 
it's something that I have been really high on him as far as his basketball IQ, really high on him after he's improved so much. And in this game against OKC, he posts a career high in points scored, 17. He posts a career high grabbing 13 rebounds. Plus, he wasn't even done there. Two assists in 21 minutes, two blocks in 21 minutes, two steals as well. Only one turnover, which you would expect his turnovers to be low. But how about this? Seven of seven from the field made every single shot. Yes, some dunks were in there, but you also had some tough shots. And man, like we can go back to that Golden State contest where he gives you a little bit of the dream shake. But then after that, I mean, he gave you a little bit of that on the short corner in uh, this game against Oklahoma City. He was trying to believe it was Jalen Williams who was in some foul trouble. That's J-A-Y, Jalen Williams, not J-A-L-E-N, Jalen Williams. But gives him a little jumper, like, push shot thing from the short corner and drains it. Uh, the guy's got touch, and he's shown that over and over again. Look, man, you can clown me if you want to for being excited about what Mark Williams has provided. But we've been so hungry for a center. Like, this is someone defensively that absolutely affects the game. You could see it once again against Oklahoma City. Just a completely different player all around. You know, we're going to have a segment called Doug's Text, and then Nick Carboni sprinkled in a couple of texts as well. So I want to get to that in the last segment. I want to give you what Doug's thoughts were. Because you know Doug. You've been watching, listening to this podcast long enough. You know Doug needs an outlet for the takes. It doesn't matter if he takes time off. He's either going to give it to you on every Hornets box score, which you can see at everyhornetsboxscore.com, or he's going to find another way to get his takes off, and that is going to be through me. I will allow him to use me as a channel. But he was saying this, that Oklahoma City is really small, that he's happy for Mark Williams, and he's played really well, but also you have to get the idea that OKC is throwing out a 6'10 guy and that's really their tallest player. If you look at Oklahoma City, especially with no Chet Holmgren, you know, you're not looking at one of those typical centers that's so tall. You're talking about Mike Mascala. You're talking about J.A.Y. Jalen Williams, who is 6'10", coming out of Arkansas, and maybe, you know, a little bit, uh, I mean, I think he's probably a little bit shorter. I didn't see the combine, but doesn't feel like 6'10", if you ask me. So, yeah, all that's true. But, Mark, it, it felt damn good to punish a team going small right I mean this is this is the team that gets punished because we're tiny because the Charlotte Hornets don't have centers that you feel good about so now you throw in Mason Plumley as the starter once again and he had nine rebounds and six of seven from the field so it's not like he was too terribly far off but he didn't affect the the game defensively I, I think the way that Mark Williams did plus you saw the jumper you saw the dunks I think I think he saw passing ability. So he had to assist. You had the one to Gordon Hayward. But also there was the opportunity where Mark Williams catches it, I believe, high post. JT Thor makes a nice cut. Mark Williams bounce pass, and Thor misses it. And we'll get to JT Thor. Doug had some texts about him. Not great for the more Thor movement. I, I, but I'm sorry. Like, I'm not trying to say that Mark Williams is an all-star right now. We can be excited within the confines of what we would expect and what we're hoping for, and you give me a career high 17 and 13, and I'm going to be damn excited about the center that suited up for the Charlotte Hornets tonight, their first-round pick that had been in the G League for quite some time to start the year, and 
that's fine. He's here now, and I am getting excited about what is to come from him was showing up big in a victory over Oklahoma City. Coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast, I thought Mark was the main story just because of the way he was a first-round pick. You're excited about what he's doing. But LaMelo Ball still is the guy that makes this team run. I mean, was one assist away from a triple-double. So we're going to talk about his game, and he wanted it too. Pretty funny to see after the game. (laughs) He was wanting Jalen McDaniels to cut so he could get that assist. I also want to talk about his post-game interview with Ashley Shamity. We'll get to some other player notes as well. And then eventually get to the Doug's text segment. This episode is brought to you by an important message from the NHTSA. So you're hanging out with some friends and you're putting back a few drinks and a few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end, people start to head out. You think of calling for a ride, but now you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you're going to get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that can happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Yeah. Everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk. The results are tragic, and they're often deadly. However, that still does not stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on the roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe, and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's life forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Plenty more to come on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. I know a lot about the weight room. I know a lot a ton about the weight room. I, 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 don't, I don't lift a lot of weights, uh, but I do kind of stand around the weight room. I sort of... I kind of are you using that? Are you you're good? Okay, good. Okay, yeah. good. And you know, no, I stand yeah. around the weight room a lot. Do you have the high socks and the headband on with your hair tied back? Oh yeah, big like white tube socks for sure. Yeah, yeah. headband. Yeah, I've got it all. I've got yeah, big head, these shows. big head, these headphones right here that you see me wearing on YouTube right now. I take these into the gym. That's <laughs> not just you know, it's about looking professional. You got to look the part, right? Dress for the job that you want. That's how I feel about how I am in the weight room. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Thanks for making Locked on Hornets your first listen. Make your second listen Locked on Sports today. From the games that matter most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Let's look elsewhere in the box score. And LaMelo, he's a guy we have to talk about. How about 5 of 10 from the three-point line for LaMelo? Had the shot going in this game. 9 of uh, fi- nine of 15 from the field. 10 rebounds, 9 assists, 27 points overall, plus 14 in the plus-minus column. Man, it was funny because LaMelo, you could see... He kind of wanted to record that official triple-double, wanted Jalen McDaniels to cut, get that assist, and I'll give you a little sneak peek to the Doug's text segment, but he said, LaMelo post-game would have been a lot more fun had he gotten one more assist. He wanted that record, and I think I saw some tweets out there from Hornets land, and we could all tell, yeah, you could see LaMelo definitely wanted to log what is the triple-double. Got close enough, right? I mean, what he was able to do in this game, impressive. You know, went toe-to-toe with an SGA battle. Uh, What Shea Gilgis-Alexander has been doing this year has been amazing. Playing at an MVP-type level. Had a strong third quarter, I believe was held to 11 points at halftime. And honestly, SGA missed shots late. 
I think the Hornets did a good job defensively making it hard on Shea Gilgis to get into the paint. I mean, you look at the turnovers, there were only two. I think those came late, if I'm not mistaken. I'll have to check back on that. But, I mean, I think they made life hard for him at the end of this game. And so, if you think about it, yeah, 28 points is a lot, but SGA is averaging 32 points per contest. You look at his field goal percentage, it's right at 50 but he his overall field goal percentage is at about 50. So I think even later on is when it wasn't nat- necessarily coming naturally to him. He had a couple of really nice field goals mid-range. You know, he seemed automatic um, in the third quarter from that pull-up spot. Five of seven from the free throw line, too. You know, he, he missed a couple of free throws. Very odd for someone who shoots almost 93% from the charity stripe coming in and he gets to the line and shoots about 10 free throws per game. So they defended him pretty well as far as I'm concerned. They defended him without fouling for the most part. Yeah, it's about as as good a job you could have asked for defending the MVP candidate on the other side. And again, I, I go back to you actually being able to punish them for being a small team. Jalen Williams, J-A-Y, scored zero points, didn't have one bucket. Was 0-5, missed the only three-pointer he took. He did get 10 rebounds. He also he also drew a charge, which was what he was excellent at coming out of Arkansas. Eric Collins was raving about it. You also heard him reference the stat, and then it happened right after he referenced the stat. I, I, just, I just was happy that they were able to punish them for being a small team. And LaMelo Ball, too, you have to acknowledge the fact that he came up with big shots down the stretch the big open three because at the time Lou Dort hit a couple of had a couple of three-point plays to to not quite allow the Hornets to slam the door shut slam the Dort shut Doug would like that one so not quite there you know hit a three-pointer had a three-point play where I think Mason Plumlee fouled him but then yeah LaMelo put that game on ice and you know who else did that PJ Washington so I tweeted this out So many times we'll look at a player who had just undergone a massive slump and we'll say, oh man, his confidence is really good. You know, he's really feeling himself. Finally, once you're a more confident player, you become a better player. That's all true. You know, cliches become cliche for a reason. You know, a lot of them are true. I just think sometimes we overuse it. Sometimes we can talk about confidence and it's kind of lazy analysis. It's just something you can copy and paste on a couple of different situations. Say, oh, yeah, he's playing a lot more confidently. I do think if you're a Hornets fan that's watched Hornets basketball a lot, you see some of the demonstrations from PJ out there on the floor. I feel like you can tell, and he seemed more decisive. You know, even against Golden State, where, I mean, PJ, for the most part, was coming out of that slump. He had a nice game stretch, and I think defensively, he was good against the Warriors. But even in that game, I mean, he gets the ball ripped from him. Uh, you know, John Jonathan Kaminga just punks him, to be honest with you. There's the one shot that he hits where he's trying to throw an alley-oop, but, you know, it goes in. And that was the one three I believe he hit in that game. But in this one, P.J. Washington was 10 of 13. He scored 25 points. He hit big shots late, had the and one dunk to get him going. Physicality was there from P.J., and then had the open three where it seemed more decisive shooting and rhythm, I think confidence is a pretty big part of P.J. Washington's game. And yeah, it's probably true for a lot of players. Maybe it's me. It seems more visible 
when you're watching PJ out there on the floor. So great sight to see PJ fill up the box score. Five rebounds, three assists, not a LaMelo ball stat line, but still helped them. You know, Doug said uh, in one of these tags, he said, PJ Washington, you know, he won the Hornets a basketball game, certainly helped it, uh, helped them do so because of his fourth quarter performance. We still have some light to shed on some of the other performances in this one. So coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast, I want to give some praise to Jalen McDaniels. Of course, it's Walker, so got to give praise to PJ and Jalen. But I thought he was really good in this game. We'll talk a little bit about the veterans, Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier, I mean, the guy just can't buy a basket right now. One of the shots he hit was actually waved off because he hit it after the buzzer. So, of course, that's how it goes for Terry Rozier these days. We'll get to a few more. Plus, it's Doug's text segment because he wanted me to read some of them. Nate Carboni dropped a uh, piece of analysis in there as well. So we'll get to that in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. You can say goodbye to last year's outdated, disorganized methods of managing your money and say hello to Rocket Money, the better way to hack your finances in 2023. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like that streaming service you bought to watch just one show on or that free trial that you never really even used. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. Simply find the subscription you don't want and press cancel, and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back and forth. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year, almost $1,000. That's a lot of savings. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on NBA. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on uh, locked on NBA rocketmoney.com slash locked on NBA. We'll get to some of the other pieces of analysis from one Doug Branson, finish up some of the uh, notices in the box score next on the locked on Hornets podcast. This is locked on Hornets. This amazing photo of Mitch Kupchak standing next to Steve Clifford in, in what looks like I think if you if you typed into one of those AI image generators, shotgun wedding, uh, this is the picture that would come <laughs> up because Steve Clifford looks yeah, absolutely so good. shocked. If there's not a background, underrated part of this, it's right. just a blank white screen, so you're not having any Hornets graphics. You don't even have the courtesy to there's bring blank, in what blank white do. faces, too. Yeah, blank white faces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Doug is begging to fire off these texts, so I'm going to read them for him. Even when he's not here, he needs to find a way to be here. So this, these are the texts that I got from Doug watching this game against Oklahoma City. So here it is. I'm, I'm going to read you straight. Boom. There you go. You see the text messages right there. Um, you know, even if you were able to screenshot that, doesn't matter. I'm telling you exactly what they are. He said, Mark Williams, hands down, or excuse me, Mark Williams' hands have been incredible this game. JT Thor doing all of the bad stuff so i mean look the more thor movement it's come to a screeching halt 
the positive, yeah, like Mark Williams being able to catch all of the basketballs, all of the tough passes from LaMelo. We saw the one, I forget who threw it, but it was the lob pass where Mark extends his arm, but also is, is kind of bending it to go show how tall he is. I mean, it felt like a 10-foot high pass, and he bent his arm to catch it because if he would extend it even more, then he would have missed it. It's crazy how long that guy is. Grabs it, goes up strong, finishes at the hole. So excellent stuff from Mark there. But then JT Thor doing all of the bad stuff. Yeah, man, not not great for the more Thor movement out there. I told Nick, Nick Carboni of WCNC, follow him on Twitter, at Nick Carboni WCNC. But I, I texted him and said, hey, man, I'm just going to do the show after the game. You don't have to help me out in the morning. He said, that's cool with me, but you're going to miss my JT Thor rant. I said, I'll include this text in the Doug segment. And he said, J3 Thor, at least in his mind. You know, he missed the three-pointer at the end, and I saw a bunch of people tweeting. Just not going well. I I wonder if you guys think the same. I, I feel like JT Thor has significantly regressed. Part of the reason I, I liked JT Thor last year, not not only do you love his length, that 7'3 wingspan, you know, one of the taller standing reaches coming out of the NBA draft, the ability to hit some threes does have a touch. I, I mean, I like JT Thor. I liked him coming out of the draft. I thought it was probably their best value pick last year. But, I mean, I, I also liked some of his IQ. I thought he did some smart things last year. And, man, it just didn't work. I thought he was going to completely... You know, he struggled in summer league this season and, and finished somewhat strong. And I thought, okay, now he's going to get it back. Just hasn't happened. I, I thought he was going to be a Steve Clifford guy, and it just hasn't happened for JT Thor this season. All right, let's get back to Doug's text. So he did say JT Thor is doing all of the wrong things. After he said that, he said, PJ won him a basketball game. Fun facts of the LaMelo game. There was lots of good but there was but there was sprinkles of what are you doing on defense. So a little bit of that from LaMelo, but overall, triple-double, I'll take that any day of the week. He said this, I'm happy for Mark, but a lot of folks are going to think he's an all-star when a lot of that is OKC being so tiny. Yeah, and, and I texted him exactly what I told you. I'm just glad they were able to punish a team for being so tiny. And then he said, please tell the listeners I said that Mark impressed me with his hands but the OKC Thunder were fun size. There you go, Doug. I told everybody that you thought that. But again, I mean, I, I don't want that to take away from how he played. I mean, especially when you compound that with the two previous games. So let's go to all different forms of NBA centers. Yusuf Nurkic, physical, huge monster of a human being, and you held your own against him. It was the first time we got to see him play some serious run and held up well, so there's a check as far as I I'm concerned on a positive for Mark Williams. Second game, you're going against Kavon Looney, veteran. Steve Kerr, Golden State, they value the hell out of Kavon Looney. But even so, I mean, Mark Williams looked better than James Wiseman in the minutes that Wiseman got in that one. So, okay, there's a younger player that's a little bit more his speed, more his style of play. Mark Williams outperformed him. And then you can go to kind of Jalen Williams here, where, yeah, Mark Williams is taller than him, and you know what? He grabbed 13 rebounds. He grabbed four of the offensive variety, and he shot seven of seven from the field and could have done a million. He's too small celebrations, but he didn't. He just took care of business. So I don't mind. I mean, 
I'm not going to punish a guy for doing exactly what I want him to do, even if it is against a smaller team. So I told you about the Lamelo text that he sent. Finally, he said this. The Hornets finally put together a fourth quarter, and then P.J. Washington said things are about to turn around for the Hornets. Doug joked, no one wants that, except for the Charlotte Hornets. So tankathon, right? You want you want Charlotte to tank, try to get those uh, odds at selecting Wimby, Scoot Henderson, one of those players. Yeah, maybe in a perfect world being competitive, and then eventually dropping it might have been better, but I'm going to feel good about it. It was a nice victory for this team. It doesn't mean that they're going to go on a string of wins. I mean, think about it. Their next game is against the Brooklyn Nets. It's going to be at home, but just to put in perspective how Brooklyn has been playing lately, they've won their last 10, and they've won 14 games of their last 15 played. So Brooklyn is all the way back. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, those guys are playing wonderful basketball. Can't say that the Hornets are going to be the favorite in that matchup against the Brooklyn Nets. You do have a couple more home games. You have one against the Lakers on January 2nd, too. So we'll see how this homestand goes before they hit the road again. Um, But it's nice to get this one. And they're still towards the bottom. They're still going to have a high draft lottery pick. Um, At least the odds are going to say that at the end of tonight. Um, So, look. It's it's a good performance. Felt good about the first round pick. Felt good about a close triple double for Lamelo. Jalen McDaniel's too. Last thing, Jalen McDaniel's. I thought had the ISO play five of seven from the field for him. Twelve points, three rebounds. You know, had the and one where he he didn't miss the free throw, but he had the and one opportunity. So really liked what he gave you. So Jalen McDaniel's also just one other guy I do want to shed light on for playing well in this contest. That'll do it for Locked On Hornets. Thanks for making us your first listen. Again, make your second listen. Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard. Go behind the scenes with local experts. And insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today. Available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great weekend. Have a safe new year. And make sure you bring it in right, but make sure you bring it in safe because we do want you around. We want you to be happy and healthy for 2023. So have a great weekend and a great new year. We'll be back with you on Monday and in 2023 to recap the Hornets weekend and continue to talk about the Charlotte Hornets.